This is not going to be helpful at all, but I'm trying to think of the zombie movie that I watched pretty recently. I'd say within the past month or two. And it's an 80s zombie movie, and, and me and you, we're going to try and figure out what I watched, because I, I don't remember. Is it American or foreign? It's American. Okay, that'll narrow it down. It starts out with kind of this like, punk rocker guy. Return of the Living Dead. That's it. You got it. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. Spinning mummies. <laughs> Welcome back to Watson and James Don't Play. My name is James. I'm Watson. Uh, last time we played Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and this time we're also playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors because we left on kind of a sour note. Not sour, but unresolved. We're in Dr. Tongue's uh, Tongue Castle, or whatever this place was called. It's where the tongues are made. I still haven't found Dr. Tongue, and I have still not found the last uh, civilian. Or survivor, or victim, zombie victim, potential victim. If you don't hurry the fuck up, and I don't know where they are. It's got to be down, right? It's got to be way down. Something. You're some... not accessing that area of the map at all. Somehow I'm. Oh, there we go. Oh no, that was I. Oh great, I'm dead. <laughs> Terrific. You'll come back. I hope so. Oh good. All right, we still got the infinite lives thing on because game genies are where it's at, man. Kids, look him up. Game genies. Game, you can look up Game Genies and you can look up George Carlin. Two two very important things. We're at uh, work the other day and a coworker was like, "What's a Game Genie?" Oh, I had to explain the whole concept. And I said, "Well, back in the day, there weren't cheat codes and there weren't." Well, there were, there were, but you had to punch you had to punch them in though. Yeah, and it wasn't usually very easy. Imagine how let's go out here. Maybe there's something how unhelpful. Oh, Lord. The cheats on like Grand Theft Auto Five are where you kind of got to put them in all the time, and they, you know, some of them don't really work that great. Game Genies were like an even worse version of that. There's your exit. You got it. Oh, I got it. Oh, they must have killed it. Okay. <laughs> I think they killed the last one. All right. Fine. Probably those werewolves. Either way, the level is complete. We didn't save anybody. It affects the points. I don't really care about the points. I know you got a predilection for saving cheerleaders. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's just what the game puts there. You're a fucking predator. Forty feet of terror in. Level 8, Titanic Toddler, and level 8 is where I could never get oh, past. Oh, no, the giant baby that you couldn't get past. Let's I mean, look at it. It's Ugh. Look how fast it moves. It's creepy, too. It's just not fair, man. Let's go at it. All right. You got this. I'm going to use holy water on him. No, nah, bazooka. You got to save people. Bazooka. Bazooka? Bazooka. All right. Well, bazooka is ass. It's a giant baby. Oh, Lord. There he is. He's here now. Yeah, you really walk right into him. He just stomps you. I mean, not that you can do much else, because he, yeah, just zips over the screen. But look, they put a bazooka in the middle of the level. Clearly, gotta it's going to be effective. I got to save the victims before he tramples them, I guess. Yeah, that's, I guess, the basic idea. I don't think he's meant to really be killed. I think he's meant to be avoided. I think so, too, because he doesn't seem to react to Because anything. it's a 40-foot baby. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to quite encourage you to kill. Oh, I can't get through the skull door. Huh. All right. So there's this new, I don't know, is it a two-part documentary? Is as it As far as I know, yeah. Okay. It's about George Carlin, right? Yeah. All right. George Carlin. On what platform? HBO Max. All right. So is that out now, or does it come out this week? I don't really... I'm trying to think of it'll where... Be, it'll be out by the time this episode is out. Okay. What I will say is, anybody who remembers how excited I got about the Gary Shandling documentary... Uh, I gotta I, kill the baby. I talked about that in an earlier episode, so maybe go look at look at that. Same guy, it's Judd Apatow. Um, basically, just going through and telling the entire 
the entire story of George's life. Okay. From what I understand. The good, bad, and the ugly, right? Just all, just as much of it as, yeah, could be told. I Seems wonder if... to have complete cooperation of both family, friends, you know, people who worked with it, everybody. So, yeah. It seems, so no one's, like, uncomfortable with it? It seems pretty straightforward, yeah. I'm just going to hold my holy, my holy, there oh. we go. That's how you do it. Yeah, we yeah how could you beat this game without a game genie? Come on. This is impossible. See, we say that, but that's, we're going to get murdered in the comments for how bad we are. That's this. fine. You can murder me in the comments. That's, I don't have... I'm not superhuman, all right? I don't have good Twitch reflexes. I never have. I'm just slow, man. You know? I got nowhere to be. I don't want to fight a big baby. I see a big baby in real life, and you I'm like... make some effort to avoid the baby. <laughs> right? I, I see a big baby in real life, and I'm like, I don't want to be around that baby. That poor mother. You know? 50 pound baby comes out and you're like what even how'd that even happen you ever stumble upon an ugly baby and you're like oh no oh. it's just babies yeah yeah oh, i killed it see I there's your skeleton key to get in the skull door all right now sometimes you run, run across an ugly baby and you don't know how to deal with it and they go look at him he's a baby Neat. Yeah, there's a whole Seinfeld episode about it. Oh, is there? Yeah, they go. To, I must not have watched enough Seinfeld. They go visit a friend's baby, and when they get there, they all basically have a visceral reaction to seeing the baby, and just from that, you can tell that it's hideous. And then they have to try to lie to the mom. Uh, the password for this level is Dubuk. Dubuk. Uh Yeah, that's that's that lowbrow humor that I'm that I'm here for. We're on level nine now. Look, not every Toxic joke terrors. has to be, you know. The, the most intellectual thing to be fun. A lot of the dumbest things are the funniest things. Yeah, but you, you say that, but I think about George Carlin immediately, because that's what we're talking well, about. Well, he's at the, other, and, he's at the and, other end of the spectrum. He can start a show off by saying, you know what we don't talk about enough? Pussy farts. Yeah. And, and then by the end of it, he's like, this is why I'm an atheist, and you should probably be one, too. <laughs> this is why I'm an atheist, and you probably are one, too. Right. That's that, Let me, I had to rephrase that sure, for you. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> I'll accept that amendment gladly. Yeah, he, he brings it back around. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, it's the thing you think about all the time." I'm just up here willing to say it. You know, all those idiots in your life. I also know them. Right, we're you and I. We know the same idiots. But that was his thing: was pointing out the obvious while doing it in in, in such a very descriptive way. You know, mm -hmm. something the, the something specificity simple. of his examples and. You know, just how he could kind of blow up the smallest thing into kind of a metaphor for society at large. Yeah, I really admire that kind of... This looks like it's safe to swim in. That kind of universal truth that he, yeah, made palatable, even if it wasn't the greatest stuff. He'll always be the... I mean, my, my very first, I guess, run-in with George Carlin when I was a kid was... He was the conductor on Shining Time Station. Sure. That's where I first saw George Carlin. So yeah. later in life, whenever I learned that he is a raunchy stand-up comic, I'm I'd be like, he's the, he's the conductor. Well, I say raunchy because at the time, that's what raunchy I was a, told he was. Raunchy has a connotation that I don't think he fits. When I think raunchy, I think like old Eddie Murphy. Let, let me rephrase this then. Raunchy was the term used to it was thrust explain, on him by someone else in yes, your life. Explain to me why I wasn't allowed to watch him. Uh, well, then whoever told you that had a fundamental misunderstanding of his material. I feel like. I mean, we could go into like uh, our relationship with our parents deep. Then, <laughs> I mean, how much time do you have? Hey, let's get nuts. No, wait, that's uh, that's Steve Martin. We're Come talking on, about George Carlin. Let's get let's get nuts. Um, 
But yeah, for me, he's the conductor from Shining Time Station. That's where I first saw him. Mm -hmm. And that's what he'll always be for me as far as my first impression goes. Mm -hmm. So then whenever I learned that he was a a stand-up comic that used foul language, and that was his thing that kind of got him out of his... Older persona. Yeah, his older persona, his 50s clean comic uh, persona. Uh, It was weird to kind of... He crossed, that. he crossed over in a way a, a couple of times in his career. Yeah, I think he reinvented himself a few times for a few different generations of fans. But and he was doing Shining Time Station after he had gone to the Supreme Court over his foul oh, language. Oh, much later. Yeah, he did that, I think, almost probably exclusively for to pay off his tax debts. Okay. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be in your, I'll be in your kid's uh, educational TV show. From what I understand, the cycle with him was uh, he would work and to work so hard he would do cocaine and to pay for the cocaine he would have to do more work and then in the meantime he wasn't necessarily settling up with the IRS and stuff and then when they finally caught up to him they were like hey you're going to basically take every job they give you so that you can pay us off so nick so he had a nick cage situation similar from what i understand i know I, mean, I don't know who i don't know who nick cage owed money to i don't know if it was the IRS i don't know if it was just debtors i'm but- sure there'll be a there'll be a large chunk of the documentary dedicated at least to to that situation because it took up so much of his adult life so uh, nick cage got to explain himself though did george carlin ever get to explain himself I think he was pretty honest about it that's how i know about it okay yeah see i didn't really again there's so much that i don't know that i need to but learn that happened from this. again before we were born right it was it wasn't on the radar it, yeah by that time he had just he was presented to you as the conductor you didn't necessarily know the reason behind it but you knew he was the conductor you know was his uh was so you didn't think anything of it was Carlin's last stand-up special, was that 2007? Or was it earlier than that? I want to say 2005 or six. Okay. And uh, he's an old guy up on stage, and he's got his signature outfit on where he's got the... Uh, black. The black, all black. With a ponytail or, you know... Well, he didn't have a ponytail then. back or slicked back, depending, but yeah, usually... Yeah, hair, hair what, what was left of his hair anyway, slicked back. And uh, all black, old guy tennis shoes on. Old guy, comfortable tennis shoes on, you know. Oh yeah. Sorry, person down there. I think you might die, and uh, I do apologize for that. But I just died too, so you know what do you want from me? I'm doing the best I can. Oh no, he lives. Lucky boy. Let's see. Do I do that? Yep, I do that. It's bad for ya. Is that what it's called? This is the name of the last special? Yeah. I remember. Which is that- a real. I really love that special. It's a really good special to me. It's the one that means the most to me, and it's a bummer because it was his last one. But I was kind of old enough to appreciate Carlin's comedy. Have you heard his 9-11 story? I don't know. Like, <laughs> the where he was at 9-11 no. story or what? No. No? no? Okay. Well, um, sort of. But Then no. I don't know that. Hold on. I'll just, I'll just tell you. All right. So, George Carlin, in the early 2000s, was touring material for a special. Okay? All right. The name of the material that was going to be the name of the special and album and all that stuff was I kind of like it when a lot of people die. And a large chunk of the material was describing different events in which a lot of people die. Okay. He recorded that special, from what I understand, pre-9-11? Less than a week before 9-11. Oh. And 9-11 then happens. It is, you know, unanimously decided 
we're not going to release this. Oh, uh, we're, okay. We can't really do anything with this. It has since been released, but right. I just, I always think of that as kind of just interesting timing. Remember the band uh, Jimmy Eat World? Yeah, yeah, I remember the band. Yeah, I remember that band. Do you remember their self-titled album? I don't remember what it was called. It was called. Oh, Ble- it was called Bleed American. Oh, and it came out 2001. Gotcha. I bought it when it was still titled Bleed American. The title track is called Bleed American, I believe. Oh. It eventually got retitled to just be you know Jimmy Eat World by Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. And then I, they kind of just stopped playing the single. Shit! I went through the wrong room. They oh, ended no. up on that long list of band rock songs from Rage Against the Machine and bands like that. So I used to actually, I, I have a story that I have my own little 9-11 no-no story. Oh yeah? Where were you on 9-11? Well, it's not that. It's more to do with my career in radio. I worked in radio for about a decade. Convenient. Plants go berserk in level 11, weeds gone bad. You still didn't say whether, you're not, whether or not you were in New York, though, which I find suspicious. <laughs> I don't know to tell you on that one. Uh, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't in... I wasn't in New York. Stammering a lot. Not making a lot of eye contact. <laughs> Is this a bit? It's all a bit. So, um, when, when I worked in radio, there were a list. It, Clear Channel released it. Mm. And it was a list of songs that you don't play. Yeah, it's on the radio. Around, it's been passed around the internet quite yeah, a bit. You know about it. People, people could find it, yeah. yeah. It's not a big secret. But it was a serious one. It's and a, they meant it's, it. It's a time capsule is what it is. You can really see the... You can play those songs now. Nobody the makes hysteria. a connection. Because no one made a connection then either. But for whatever reason, the upper brass at Clear Channel. Well, I think it's that they you want to look like you're doing something. You want Because there's not much you can do. Not a whole lot you can actually do just being in the radio business. So whenever you're the biggest, at the time, one of the biggest media companies in America, you're like, we gotta we got to do something. Let's not make this worse by, you know, maybe bringing up some weird associations with people let's look like we're doing something and the best thing we can do is just hey maybe don't play maybe don't do something we're just not going to do this right now Uh, i don't remember exactly what the songs were but if you watch that look at look it up actually i think saturday night live took a week off i mean yeah yeah, a lot of people were really just trying not to offend more than anything else i think i think they were they were more just trying to be respectful i don't see it so much as like a harsh censorship of you know anything i think it, no. everybody just kind of collectively agreed like let's chill out for a second and try to process it's just all just we're just all gonna take it easy we're all gonna not say a few things for a little bit it'll be fine these are this is intense i have never seen this part of the game before no we, you never made it past the baby no huh oh you got trapped in a bubble there and i gotta there's aliens trying to kill me there's a, a literal ufo above me floating around zapping out stuff it's a bad time for everyone so anybody who doesn't necessarily know what we're talking about when we talk about Clear Channel, they're what's now known as iHeartRadio. Cumulus Media Company, I think is what they're called now. I don't think they're iHeart anymore either. They've changed their name a few times. I don't know what they're called now. Maybe they are iHeart. Either way, it's... Wikipedia says iHeart. Is it? All right. But I don't know when this was last updated either, so right. w- who knows? You're right. Wikipedia said so! Wikipedia said so! Why would someone do that? Just go on the internet and lie. What, what, what? Trash. So 164 trash. songs. Everything ranging from 
Shoot to Thrill by ACDC all the way to Only the Good Die Young from Billy Joel. You know, very loose connections to young people dying or bullets or... There's barely a connection. Strike it from the radio. Some of them are very much a reach. American Pie by Don McLean. What did what did Chancellor Sattler from V for Vendetta say, or whatever his name was? Send it to the blackness. Ugh. Uh, I'm so edgy. I hate dystopian fascism. It's a bad time, but you know we're headed that way. And George Carlin felt the need to make jokes about it, and God bless him for it. Just do that for me. Oh no, I'm in a bubble. You're in a bubble. All okay. right, we're all in a bubble. Okay, but. Fly by Sugar Ray could be put over a very distasteful montage of people jumping out of the towers. I could see why they wouldn't want to play that song. <laughs> we're we're determined to get canceled. <laughs> we are every week. We're just up in the ante on Dude. shit that just no one needs to say or hear. It's pretty great. Yeah, but you know, I Car- said dist. It would be distasteful. <laughs> it would be. But here's the thing: editing is something people can do, and they can just take whatever they want. They can just do things. I mean, we, we, Mark we, McGrath never intended for that song. If we couldn't take things out of context, would we have 24-hour news cycles? Of course not. No, shit thrives on it. They, they need it. I need the sound bites, man. Well, and everybody has to have an opinion on everything, don't they? The Otherwise, pa- what are we even doing here? The password for this level is... <laughs> Terrifying to the bone. Level 13, Chopping Mall. I love that <laughs> movie. Chopping Mall? Do you know Chopping Mall? (laughs) No. Oh my god, you are missing out. See, this is why I love doing this with you, because I never know... We kind of have a a loose idea about what we're going to talk about. We don't know what we're going to talk about. But I didn't know this level was called Chopping Mall, so I did not know I was going to steer into killer robot territory, but I'm about to. Let's do it. So, real quick, just in in case we kind of lose... Let's do it. We're going to do it, but you're going to wait a moment. Yeah, dude, say your thing. Watch the George Carlin documentary on HBO Max and uh, do that. That's all I got. And report back to us. Now let us know what you thought. You can you can tweet us on the Twitter where Watson and James don't play. Yeah, everywhere on the internet. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall is an 80s horror film. It's fairly low budget. It's set, Shocker. It's set inside of, you guessed it, a mall. Iconic cover art for the, for the VHS box. Okay. It has a... Uh, a severed hand holding a uh, a shopping bag, right? Is it is it a floating severed hand? Yeah, yeah, very eighties, very yeah. house. Remember the movie House? Yeah, right. It's just the, a hand. It's a it's the severed the, hand poking the doorbell. There it is. Yeah, you remember. So just like that, right? Level fourteen, seven meals for seven zombies. That's hilarious. What, what a great seven brides for seven brothers reference. <laughs> <laughs> so topical. That's what the kids love, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Chopping Mall sets up that. This mall has a state-of-the-art security system. It has three autonomous robots that patrol the mall after dark. Cut to a group of kids, some of whom work at the mall, some of whom are just friends with people who work at the mall. Hey, man, I wasn't supposed to... I'm not even supposed to be here today. Most of whom are just trying to fuck in this furniture store, (laughs) which is pretty great. I mean, what do you do? What else is there to do in a furniture store? There's beds and so couches everywhere. Come so on. So they're in there. There's some janitors in there. There's a security team in there. And then there's these robots in there. Storm comes. 
lightning hits the mall, things go haywire, and suddenly the robots that were just on their little charging stands are now free roaming the mall, shooting anything that moves like that big robot from RoboCop. Ed 209? Thank you. Yeah. See, you're there for me. That's why I love doing this with you. You're right there to back me up on these things. I do what I can, baby. Doing great. So the rest of the movie is these kids trying to defeat these robots and escape them all. Is there gratuitous nudity? I wouldn't say it's gratuitous. I'd say it's less than uh, less than a Porky's, more than a, just one of the guys. I kind of need it to be gr- gratuitous, though. I kind of it's important to me because eighty. That's what the eighties were for, man. <laughs> what they did in the 80s they managed to cram a uh a women's changing room into a pizza restaurant in the mall okay oh, they're doing what they can to all right, these girls all right. Naked. hey so long as they at least they're trying at least it works for the plot put right? some effort into it yeah if you stop to think about it it just really all breaks down like what they just work at a pizza restaurant why is there a full-on changing room? why, why are, wait hang on what's happening oh, here? what is what is going on are you this going, is you guys are gross you guys are Men, gross men oh, who yeah. aren't even trying to hide how gross you menness is. <laughs> I mean, I usually don't. <laughs> I usually do because I know I'm gross, but I have a responsibility to not spread it to others. Anyway, don't worry, I got your back. <laughs> but I am still recommending Chopping Mall for everyone to watch. So I guess I am spreading. A we are of this imperfect. We are imperfect beings who can look at a movie and not emulate what it does. Anyway. Chopping Mall is a very, very wow. good time, and I highly recommend it. All right. Let's, let's, let's check it out, then. It's currently available on, I think, Amazon Prime and Shudder. This is not going to be helpful at all, but I'm trying to think of the zombie movie that I watched pretty recently. I'd say within the past month or two. And it's an 80s zombie movie, and, and me and you, we're going to try and figure out what I watched, because I, I don't remember. Is it American or foreign? It's American. Okay, that'll narrow it down. It starts out with kind of this like, punk rocker guy. Return of the Living Dead. That's it. You got it. You, you already know what I'm talking about then, because there's punks and there's zombies. Level 15, dinner on Monster Island. Is there a naked rave in the cemetery? There is, and that's, kinda, that's what I'm is talking about. Is that where about. you were going? That's where I'm going with that. I got you, buddy. All right. You were like, I don't know, man. This might take up the rest of the episode, us trying to figure out this obscure title. No, you mean one of the most famous naked chicks in all of 80s zombie movies? Yeah, See, I didn't I'm know that. Of it. I'm aware of it. I'm, not, I'm yeah. not on the up and up, man. I don't know what was famous or Look, what you wasn't still, famous. You still suffer from a little bit of that. I was a nerd. I don't know if other people like this stuff. But we're out here, baby. We're out in the streets. Those nerds are running the show. You can like what you like. There's tons of people that I run into that have no idea what I'm talking about most of the time. You don't have to run into anybody anymore. Just hang out on the internet and don't talk to people in real life. I don't want to do that, man. That's not- <laughs> All right, fine. Go through life then trying to explain returning the living dead to people. I will, and they'll, and they'll, they'll judge me harshly. Harshly. Because I'll show them a clip, and it'll She's be... She's so full bush in that movie. <laughs> I'll show them the clip, and it'll be the and bush that clip. That is hard to defend like, nowadays. And If you're not already kind of in on it, and you're not, you know, with the tone of the movie in general, and, it, you know, it's easy to to overlook or look down on these things. This is the George W. Bush clip where uh, she gets naked. Oh, jeez. Oh, where she or he? You see George W. Bush naked? Yeah. Yeah, that's the scene. You sure do. Yep. I'm just trimming plants, hey, trying look, to avoid these zombies here. Do you remember how Cesar Romero used to uh, 
used to not shave his mustache. Of course. He would just put the Joker makeup on over it. Yeah, because he was a proud Latin actor. That's kind of... And he's like, I'm not shaving it. But you see where I'm going with this? She had the pale white skin. Yeah, I gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like that. Dude, I'm loving this. I'm so far into this game. Maybe it was a Merkin. I don't know how many levels there are in this game. Alexa, Google Merkin. I was waiting for her to for wake up from the depths of the earth. Level ants. six ants. <laughs> that was anticlimactic. From the depths of the earth. Oh, ants. big ants. Oh, these are scary ants, oh, too. You better go, boy. I got to get out of here. Oh, they're not easy to you kill. You better either. run. You better run. Hit the hole. Hit see, the hole. See if you can use the hole, too. Who hit knows? the hole, man. We're in uncharted waters. Because it looks like all brick walls. No, I can't use the holes. Oh, no. Uh, oh, there you go. Can you go through that part? I need a bazooka. That's what I need. Yeah. And I need a... Yep, there we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Army guy, why aren't you helping? Right? Come He's on. just standing there. Come on! Like one of Andy's toys when his mom walks in. <laughs> she, she's she got to know what's going on, right? Andy's mom? I'm gonna... I'm gonna bet that somewhere along the line that she knows... I like the idea of Or she story. thinks he's just crazy and she doesn't want to press her luck because he already doesn't have a dad. That's what that's what I'm talking about. I want to. <laughs> or we can do the dark dramatic interpretation. I like doing dark dramatic interpretations of seemingly innocent kids' properties. Well, sure, it's a good time because usually there's it's pretty easy to do. Let's think about the psychological implications of Marty McFly kind of getting banged by his mom a little bit. Kinda, he kind of he did. Oh. All right, we weren't we didn't have cameras all the time. Oof. You know, they weren't filming everything. Oof. Robert Zemeckis, he, he, it wasn't easy for him to go back in time to 1955. I'm just saying, Lorraine drinks and she gets a little handsy. She does. And that's we're not going to whitewash that. Anyway. <laughs> you got to go back, Marty. <laughs> took a weird turn. I never know where it's going to go, man. Ever. No, I just, I just say things. I mean, most of my <laughs> life is saying things and go, and I think of the Hagrid meme where I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. You but it's what? too late because I said it. I like when people talk like improv is such a big fucking skill. It's like, you know, that's just what conversation is. It's <laughs> we, just improv. We do it all day long. You just happen to be recording it for this for a half hour, you know? This is the level of discourse that we normally maintain, yeah. It's pretty lowbrow shit most of the time. Most of the time it's references to old comedy bits. It's either reference to an old comedy bit... Or and occasionally it gets deep whenever one of us brings up politics. It's very rare that we bring up politics. Yeah, most mostly we're apathetic. Yeah, it's not that I don't care. It's that I'm. I'm sorry that I'm apathetic. <laughs> James cares. I care a little bit, but I by and large it doesn't affect me, and I'm super grateful for that. And it's something that I will never forget. So there's a little if, guilt if, and shame associated with that, sure. But yeah, at the same time. I do what I can. If you're if you're affected by politics, I'm sorry. I would say I'm. I wouldn't say that I'm not interested in politics. I would say that I am not interested in discussing politics. I got an extermination bonus. The password is yuck. You know, I donate my time, my money, my vote to to causes that I believe in. But other than that, I'm not. I'm not trying to evangelize or convert anybody to anything. Just don't wear a Dukakis pin. I had a friend of mine that got kicked out of a polling place for that. He had this, so I... You honestly think Michael Dukakis is going to take care of things until you're ready to squeeze one out? I mean, the fighting Dukakai, they, they, they got my back, right? Come on. They got little tiny tanks. That's two back-to-back Dukakis references. Look them up. They're both <laughs> worth a little Google. Yeah, and they're both a good time, too. Can I cut through these webs or do uh, I have to explode them? It doesn't seem like it. 
And I there blow them up. Go, All right. them. Oh, God. They, they explode into spiders. Sometimes but... there's bad things. Oh, that skull has a question. Nope. There's just a potion next to it. Oh, I didn't get her. Okay. I got to kill these spiders. You, Those spiders are going to kill you. I'll be all right. No, you're not. Come on, Weed Whacker. There we go. Yeah, that seems like the smart bet with those guys. Hit them on the ground level, and then you can take out those baby legs, too. What did Jeff Daniels use? A, like a hairspray and, and blowtorch or something like that? It was a hairspray blowtorch? Is that, what he, is that what he used? Jeff Daniels and what? Arachnophobia. I remember John Goodman. Jeff Daniels is in it, too, right? I think. You better... Oh, man. You better confirm it. Yeah, I'm not going to leave con- that part of simple dangling. No, huh? I'm not going to stand for such... <laughs> For such poor show prep. Come on. Get it together, man. You pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah, of course I did. That's what we do. It's improv. It you is. gotta go to class just, for this. We just made that point. I oh, know. sorry. I can't go to I can't make it to improv class tonight because uh um a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. It's John Goodman, Jeff Daniels, Stuart Pankin, Julian Sands, Harley Jane Kozak, Brian McNamara. Henry Jones, yeah, we got him. We got that's the main. When cast. I was a, when I was a kid, my, my dad was like, "No, it's funny. No, come on, it's funny." My my dad let me watch a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have. Mine didn't. No, oh, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I feel like I watched uh, it anyway. I just didn't get to watch it with him. Right, right. Well, so he, he would we'd be watching a movie, right? And he'd go cover your, like so. Let's say Roadhouse is on. Sure. So <laughs> my dad would never watch Roadhouse because they drink in that, and he don't drink. Okay. Well. <laughs> And it's not that they drink, it's that that's part of the plot of the movie, is that it's about a bar and stuff. He just wouldn't be super interested. He's just not. He's like, this isn't... He'd be like, this isn't really for me. I'm not I don't want to beat anybody up. I don't really see why they need to drink anyway, so... I don't want to tear my hair back and tie my hair back with a, with a ponytail holder. I wouldn't go that far. He'd, he'd like to do that. Yeah? yeah, me too. He's pretty vain. Anyway. Uh, no, he'd be like, cover your eyes. And I didn't. Like, I did, but I, like I'd, I'd peek. It was... He was doing his job by addressing it but he also wasn't going to be the morality police about it no he's like this isn't my job it's my job to say hey don't look at this you're not supposed to look at this i'm gonna give him the option to not watch this i'm not just gonna blindside him with this or force this on him he but could've... if he chooses to watch it well he all right then he could have said hey leave you know <laughs> like that was always on the table well, and think about that's the not how it went down. Think about the childhood he probably had. He probably thought he was like, "No, I'm being really cool about this." I think that's, that's exactly what it was. I'm actually being pretty cool right now, not in a show-offy kind of way, but in a like, "Nah, it'll be fine. I won't freak out like my dad did," you know, kind of a mentality. Oh, and if you're wondering, Roadhouse totally has titties in it. Oh, Roadhouse! Hell yeah!